0: Hello, and welcome to episode five of Influencer Insights, our 10-minute, yummy, quick bite of tactical information in the influencer space. Today, I want to discuss an article I read from BlogLovin. I love quick articles that make an impact, and this article was definitely one of those. The article breaks down the different social media platforms, from YouTube to Facebook to blogs, and essentially lists pros and cons and when to use each for a sponsored piece of content. And I think the information in this article was wildly helpful. Whether a piece of content is paid or not, I love how this article laid out differences but explained how you can respond different platforms based on what they're focused on because as we all know it's exhausting trying to keep up with every single social media platform but the good news is we likely don't need to be on every single one yep today I'm giving you the freedom to cut the cords on the platforms that don't serve you and your audience and instead really focus in and dedicate yourself to the platforms that do so which platform should you be on let's discuss First up, YouTube. YouTube seems to be the next thing everyone thinks that they should be on, if they aren't already on. So I'm excited to dive into this one first, because the thing is, just because you're an influencer doesn't mean you need to be on YouTube. As Bloglovin points out, YouTube is best suited for those looking to focus in on video. For influencers who might show workouts, beauty tutorials, or cooking, YouTube makes more sense than, say, sharing your outfit of the day. Since YouTube hosts evergreen, easy-to-find content, it's amazing for getting your name and face out to new audiences. YouTube is also smart if you like the idea of being in front of the camera. Also, it's important that YouTube takes a certain kind of eye and production value. It's a lot more structured than, say, an InstaStory, so you should only be using YouTube if you have that knowledge or someone to help you. And that usually comes with a bigger budget. From editing to graphics, YouTube videos can be an investment. But if your wheelhouse is something like a tutorial or fitness video and you have a budget or even better, a sponsor paying you money to create a video, consider it. Now, if you don't have a budget, don't have content that makes sense for YouTube, or simply don't want to be on the camera for that long, Instagram Stories or Snapchat is likely a better use of your video efforts. Which brings me to talking about, drum roll please, Instagram, the platform that we all think and hear about all day long, right? Now you're probably thinking, Jules, no matter what you say, I'm still ranking Instagram as my number one platform and putting all of my energy there. Well, hold on one sec. Yes, Instagram is a heavy hitter in terms of influencer marketing and one of the top platforms for campaigns. There's no denying that. And Instagram's features like live and stories provide an amazing platform for videos with less production backbone, which is great for people who want to be more candid or show something quick while connecting. I will say though, It's crucial to not think of Instagram as your only source of social connection. One of the cons is that search is limited on Instagram. You can only direct link a URL in your bio or via the swipe up feature, and we all know it's harder than ever to get all of your content seen by your audience. If you're putting a lot of effort into videos on your Instagram content, it's healthy to consider other platforms to share content as well. And while we're talking about other platforms to consider, let's get into Facebook. For those of you in your late 30s and beyond, you're probably a bit more comfortable with Facebook. Heck, I still remember the day that it came out when I was sitting in the FIMU sorority dorm sophomore year at the University of Tennessee. And I rely on it tremendously in my business now. If you're on the younger side and don't see Facebook as a place where your audience is, I get it, but I wouldn't rule it out right away. Facebook's biggest pro... Vloglovin actually polled 20,000 people and over 57% of them said that Facebook is the platform where they're most likely to engage with sponsored content. That's right. So if you do have a following on Facebook and have been on the platform for some time, it's absolutely smart to share sponsored or unsponsored content there. With the addition of the algorithm changes, it's also a good idea to take advantage of building a community through the use of Facebook groups. Now, I love Facebook groups. There are amazing groups for influencers and bloggers out there like Blogettes, the reward style and shop style groups, and we have one for this very podcast found at facebookgroup.com for... Forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast. Facebook can serve as a tremendous opportunity to share and connect. So even if you're not on it daily, don't weigh it out. Even if you don't have a huge following there. But something those of you with a younger audience should definitely consider: Snapchat. Yep, Bloglovin' found that the 17 and under segment Snapchat is the preferred platform for consuming video content, even more so than Insta Stories. I definitely call that a pro. Snapchat is a great option for creating low-budget, fun videos, whether sponsored or not, and reaching a large audience, especially now with their Discover function. I'm not saying you should jump on the platform with bunny ears if your content has nothing to do with video and you don't have a young demographic, but it does make sense for the younger crowd. One downside to Snapchat is the analytics are simply not up to par with something like InstaStories, so brands are more hesitant to pay for production on Snapchat. Now for one of my favorite platforms as a consumer, Pinterest. The thing about Pinterest is that it's actually not a social media platform at all. It's actually a search engine optimizer, just like Google and YouTube. Pinterest is also one of the top sources for blog traffic, especially if your content surrounds parenting, food, home, decor, wedding, DIY, or fashion, as those tend to be some of the most popular verticals there. If you have imagery to share, it's very much worth putting the content out into Pinterest and creating a strategy around what you're sharing. Plus, another pro is that with the search function being a main attraction, you're able to potentially meet the eyes of new people every single day day. There really aren't too many cons with Pinterest other than the amount of time that it takes, but with services like My Favorites, Tailwind, or Board Booster, it can definitely help you with that. If you need a bit more help with Pinterest and want to save yourself a ton of time, you should check out my dear friend Melissa Griffin's wildly popular program, Pimfinite Growth. Pimfinite Growth is one of the best Pinterest programs in the business, and it will help you learn the strategies that you need to start generating a ton of traffic to your blog in no time. You can hear more about this program in episode 12 of the Influencer Podcast, when Melissa was our amazing guest. And tell Melissa that I sent you, I promise her program will not disappoint. And let's not forget Twitter. The Twitter rage has died down a bit for influencers, but it's still very much an active platform for the media and for our president. If short-term content and buzz is your thing, then Twitter is a must. But it's not a top platform for influencers who are creating visual content. So it's just something to kind of note. Last up blogs and podcasts, baby. As BlogLovin points out, and I very much agree, blogs are a unique platform in that they're capable of supporting long-form content in a way that other social media platforms just are not. And you can say the same for podcasts. And even more important, you own your blog and podcast. It's yours to keep. If Instagram goes away tomorrow, you'd still have your blog or podcast. The con, of course, is that blogs and podcasts do take time to manage, and you'll wanna make sure that the quality of your writing and your production and imagery is up to par, which can be done solely or with the help of a capable team. So even though social media might be leading the show, if your content supports it, I wouldn't count out keeping up with your blog and podcast, or the Kardashians if that's your thing. And there you have it. I loved breaking those down and I hope that you're able to stop and really consider which platforms make the most sense for your brand. So now time for our Q&A Monday. What's the most relevant to your audience? What makes the most sense with your type of content? Which platform should you be giving more attention to? And which platform should you be giving less attention to? Let me know on one of my favorite platforms, Instagram. Comment on my last Instagram post telling me which platform you're going to be dedicating more time to and which one you might not stress as much about. My handle is at JewelSolomon Solomon and I'd love to chat there. And either way, remember to screenshot this episode and share it with me over on Instagram by tagging me at Jules Solomon and hashtagging The Influencer Podcast. I always love to see who's listening alongside me. I'd also love to hear your feedback and thoughts on the show. Please keep sending in any questions that you may have because I plan on answering them in a future episode of Influencer Insights. To leave a feedback or question, head on over to iTunes and share your thoughts or questions as a review. You can also send in questions via our newsletter, which you can sign up and gain exclusive access to at theinfluencerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.